Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Rollin', 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 keep them shuckies rollin', ride. We're on a streak of winnin', we're not gonna stop winning. never gonna stop winnin', ride. Yeah! Yeah! Head them on, move them up. Yeah! Move them up, doggies. Undefeated till we go to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> then we get our asses kicked. Uh-oh, here we go, ride. Dude. Uh, we're going streaking, baby. Yeah. Sharks playing the best hockey of the year. The good times continue. Uh, flowers, uh, babies being kissed. Everything is going right for the San Jose Sharks, even though they've played through a few uh, injury mishaps. Everything is going right for the Sharkies right now, dude. It's good times. They've got a point. Well, they they lost in overtime last night to St. Louis, but before that, they had won eight straight. So they've gotten points in their last nine games. And I give them I give them a lot of credit for getting a point last night like that. St. Louis is desperate. They're desperate. They're hanging on to a playoff spot by the slightest smidgen. Right? Yeah. They barely are in. Colorado's on their heels. Dallas has taken a massive steamer, dude. They have completely dropped out, but we won't waste time on that. But it's, you know, Colorado, St. Louis, and Anaheim, and the Kings are in a fight for these final spots, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and you could throw Minnesota in there, too. It's not St. impossible. Louis won, St. Louis has won six straight. Right. They, are, they are no longer balls, no, apparently. No. And so for the Sharks to go in there and get a point when St. Louis is desperate... That's pretty darn good. You know, I I I I liked their their effort and their game last night. The overall balance from the Sharks, uh the dominance of Evander Kane. I mean, this guy. Um what's what's the good news about Evander Kane being so freaking good in Teal, dude? What's the good news? That he's so freaking good. What's the bad news about Evander Kane being so freaking good in Teal? Now we have to pay him a lot. Or now the people who didn't want him before. Yeah, they look stupid. They look stupid, but they may be ready to open up their checkbook. That's so, true. But let's live in the now. Let's not project yeah. ahead. I mean, Evander Kane, I mean, the Sharks are 11-2-1 with Evander Kane. I mean, it's, you know, he's changed the entire way this team plays just by adding a player with exceptional skill who can score really from anywhere on the ice. It's really kind of amazing. You know, we've both watched a lot of hockey in the past, whatever, 15 years or whatever. And certainly since the beginning of this podcast. And you see these guys on breakaways all the time. And they get stoned by the goalie. Evander Kane has a half step on a guy. He sort of pushes it ahead of him. It's not in a great position. He sort of puts it ahead of him on the backhand. And he still scores. Like, what I, I still don't... That's one of these crazy things about hockey that I still don't understand. Like, some of these guys like Evander Kane, can just, they get an opportunity and it goes in the net. And there's plenty of other guys that they get an opportunity like that and they can't score. Like, I don't know what the difference is. What's the difference? I think that at least what I get from Evander Kane from the uh, 
copious amounts of time we've spent together personally since he's been in San Jose. Right. The guy just sort of exudes confidence. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when he's on a breakaway, he has no doubt in his mind that he's, that he's going to score. Right. And he seems to believe in himself that does not seem to be a personality flaw of Evander Kane. <laughs> and it shows up. I mean, the guy has been, you know, fantastic. For, you know, how many games, dude, until 14? And he's got he's a point-per-game player until yep. you know, the guy had been here all year and we're going by point per game 82 points hello right it's amazing hello so um it's it's been a great trade and then you know hats off to doug wilson and you know certainly the success of the team and how much he seems to be enjoying himself bodes well for him being locked up in the future but you know, in terms of where the Sharks sit now, dude, in second place in the Pacific, five points behind Vegas, not likely to catch Vegas. They have a game in hand. Seven points up on both L.A. and Anaheim. So you've got to feel pretty good that the Sharks are going to be the two seed unless they go on some epic spill here at the end of the year, which... It's th- almost impossible for them to drop out of the two. Really well, almost impossible. And they're playing so well that you just... That would be very surprising... If that happened. So how are you feeling about the Sharks' chances in a playoff series against either the Kings or the Ducks, dude? I mean, how do you feel right now? Do you have a, a preference of, of matchup between the two? Because, you know, we could go back and look through all these games that we've won, but I want to I wanna, I wanna look ahead, dude. I think, I think Kurz wrote about that matchup that looks like it's either going to be Anaheim or the Kings right now. You know, they have the same number of points as of this broadcast. Um, and I think Kurz talked a little bit about which team we would rather face. Um, earlier in the year, I would have been less inclined to see the Kings. I thought they were doing really well, and I think Kurz made a good point that Jeff Carter is not yet in the lineup, and that lineup will change gra- drastically with Jeff Carter as the number two center. Sure. They have two very deadly scoring lines with Kopitar on the number one line, Carter on the second line, and that is a matchup that no one is going to feel happy about. But by the same token, you're looking at Ryan Getzlaff and uh, Ryan Kessler in Anaheim, which doesn't sound good either. I guess right now, I'd rather not face Anaheim. I'd rather face the Kings, but it's really close for me personally right now. Mm -hmm. And I guess I could hope that perhaps, uh, you know, the Kings, you know, uh, Maybe Carter won't be in top form, you know, since he's been out, and maybe he'll still be rushed back and this kind of thing. I I don't know what to think about that. I, I wouldn't necessarily count on it, but still, I'd rather face that than Corey Perry and Getzlaff for for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I would agree. If I could pick an opponent, neither is particularly appealing, but if you have to choose, I think I would choose the Kings. Um both would be excellent in terms of drama. You know, you've sure. got great backstories against both of these teams with, with so many key players still involved. But I think there's more key guys gone from the Kings than there are from the Ducks in terms of our history, right? True. Guys, You who, mean Jason Williams. Well, I'm talking about Jason Williams, dude. <laughs> you just of course mean Jason I am. Williams. Talking about Jason Williams. I think that that's a big deal. I mean, he's the guy 
who just seemed to always kill he us. Killed it us. It wasn't really anybody else. It was him. I mean, Quick is outstanding in the playoffs. We know that. We know Gibson uh, is is playing great. You know, if there was an injury, you would ray. You know, you give the nod to um, Anaheim in terms of having better backup. Ryan Miller stronger than uh, you know Campbell, yeah. or at least you know has more experience than Campbell. But um, it's going to be one of those two, dude. And the Sharks will have home ice. And I mean, the other part about it that I hope is that one of them takes a little bit of a tumble here down the stretch and falls out of the first wild card slot and into the second. Cause then that means that Nashville might draw Anaheim hmm. or LA so for the sharks to be set up to have success in the playoffs. They need Nashville to have the most difficult path possible. That's true. And if they draw the Kings or the ducks, that's not going to be fun. That's not a good draw. No, it's not going to be fun. I think they'll win the series, but it could go six, could go seven. I think you'd much rather face Colorado oh, or St. Louis than I, either of those teams. I for think sure. you'd walk. They would walk all over the Avs in a playoff series. Yep. I think you know the the most boring scenario would be Avs Vegas. Like that would be awful. It'd be sort of like giving Vegas a, a buy. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, but if you can. You know, I, I wouldn't think it would be impossible that if if the Blues and Anaheim ended up as the two wildcard teams that one of them could knock off Vegas. I don't think that that's impossible at all, actually. No, no, I don't think so. So you're hoping that Nashville has to go through Anaheim and Winnipeg before they get to whoever's left from the Pacific. And if the Sharks have to go through the Kings and the Blues... It's just not nearly as difficult. No. So, um, you know, it's all about path, right? You got to get the right breaks. Best team standing at the end, not always, yeah, right? That's right. It's about path. It's about matchups. And it, it could line up decently for the Sharks if um, everything falls the way that, you know, we just hoped and wished it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just looking at all these playoff matchups now and, the East is still, I mean, there's still a lot to be decided. Florida is chasing New Jersey and Philly for those final spots. Uh, Columbus is no lock. Even Pittsburgh is no lock to to make the playoffs, although I think in both our minds they're making it. But, you know, could they fall out of uh, a division spot and into a wild card? Yeah, they could. Did you see the troll comment on the... On last week's, uh, no, he says Mike's Vegas draft pick of the Penguins is looking pretty smart. <laughs> I'm assuming Maddie is being sarcastic, and if he is, that's pretty funny. And if yeah. he's not, thanks for reminding me how much I suck. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Obviously, Doug has the Dude, Penguins had, and not me. You had multiple opportunities to grab the Penguins. I know multiple. I'm still. I, I still don't want to. I, but I, you do have Vegas with the last pick in the draft, so. You know, I took Vegas over Vancouver. You took Vegas over, I think, yeah, you took Vegas over Vancouver. Yeah, Sweet. or was it even Colorado? I think that was, it was Vegas and Colorado that were the last teams left. I can't I remember. Well, anyways, dude. But dude, okay, so uh, is Evander Kane the reason why the Sharks are so good now? Well, I think it has allowed... Or is it Eric Fair? Eric Fair, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I say that only half jokingly because he's been actually pretty key. It's allowed players to, we've seen a lot more, uh, sorry, a lot less 
line shuffling. We've seen more consistency. We've seen guys settle into roles. We've seen players, you know, guys like Mikel Bodker. All of a sudden, Mikel Bodker, Mikel Bodker could make it to 40 points, right? right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, in, when we wouldn't have thought that was possible two months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a guy like that, a guy like LeBanc, Tierney, Hurdle, uh, you know, uh, Joe Pavelski. What position is he playing, dude? He's playing center now. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting that Joe Pavelski, all of a sudden, his season turned around basically completely mm-hmm. when he moved to center. I don't think they'll be moving him back to wing, dude. I mean, I just don't. I think he has found himself as the man. Now, all of a sudden, he's got 61 points. He's got 20 goals. He scored again last night. Yeah. Um, you know, Pavs has turned it on. Maybe he's finally healthy again, but what looked like might be a lost season for him. Yeah, a real down season for him. has become sort of, you know, Pavelski as normal, right. right? So guys have settled in, and they've been getting key contributions from guys that they were counting on for things like that, like Meyer, LeBanc. Everybody has found their role. I mean, Eric Fair is plus seven with four points in 14 games. I mean, that's a hell of an output for a fourth-line player. Right. And, you know, the, the team is, is, is deep and balanced. I mean, at the point now where you're not... You don't have Dons going in the lineup. Right. You don't have Joel Ward in the lineup. You don't have Joachim Ryan in the lineup. I mean, I just named three NHL players right. that aren't playing. Right? And you don't have Joe Thornton in the lineup. And you don't have Joe Thornton in the lineup. So what happens if Joe Thornton and Donskoy and Joel Ward come back in the lineup? Who comes out? Goudreau? Probably. Who else? Eric Fair? Absolutely not. Yannick Hansen. Yannick Hansen? He's been pretty good. He's been good lately. I'm not saying like that as a knock. He had a really nice play. Uh... It's either last night or against Chicago. I can't remember which game it was where he kind of wrapped around and got it to Sorensen. Like Sorensen would be out of the lineup, I guess. But you know, the Sharks have a deep team and they're able to get contributions right now from all four lines. They're rolling, dude. And let's not forget about the the man who got put on a raft and pushed out into the ocean. Yeah, they like put him on they, they put him on an iceberg and pushed him out to sea. Paul like. Martin. I mean, Paul <laughs> Martin, he's been playing through the majority of this win streak. And I'll say this, last night he played almost 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, the, the legend of Paul Martin being balls is over. <laughs> right. I mean, he's he's playing. He's playing effectively. He's playing with Brent Burns. Yeah. Who, by the way, has how many points, dude, since Paul Martin has come back? I mean, it, he's over a five, point per game. Five, Yeah, five or six I'm points. I'm not saying that's why, but it is interesting that now Brent Burns, who is, you know, 62 points in 77 games since Paul Martin is back, I think has six or seven points in five games. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his boo-boo, his binky is back, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if, dude, if if Joachim Ryan gets healthy, and we don't really know what's wrong with him, but if he's back, is Paul Martin going to sit? I don't see how you can sit Paul Martin at How this can point. you? I mean, he, man served his time. It's like the... Um, it was at Shawshank yeah, the whole season. I, know, I was going to say, I mean, what's the um, the Innocent Project? I yeah. mean, it's like he was wrongly convicted of a crime. Yeah, and they, people wrote a bunch of letters and they finally freed him. And then Barry Sheck got him out Yikes. of jail. Yikes, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I feel good for him. I'm glad. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, the guy is is playing well and I think it's... You know he's playing well and you don't even notice him. Like... He does the little things, right? Right. right. He's been it's a plus two 
in his games. I mean, I think he, he, for the season, I think since he's come back, he's a plus three. Right. So, dude. I mean, everything's coming. Everything's together. coming together now. the The real test is coming tomorrow when the Sharks go to Nashville, mm-hmm. which will be their biggest challenge. Because really, if, if we take a look at the teams that they've played during this win streak, <laughs> they've not they, been they, great. They have not been the upper echelon of NHL teams, right? And so the Sharks are are going to be challenged. They're going to be challenged uh, in their next five games. Maybe you take Dallas out of the mix because they've kind of been out of it, but. You know, since all the teams other than Dallas are going to be playoff teams. So, you know, really, if we go back to all the way back to February 27th, when, you know, the Sharks have lost three times since then. Right. So Edmonton, bad team. Sharks win. Chicago. We beat them seven to two. Columbus playoff team. Mm-hmm. Sharks take a loss. St. Louis possible playoff team. As of right now, they are. They win. Washington. Loss. Detroit win. Edmonton win. Calgary. Calgary. Jeez. Wow. What a total, That's, total disaster. What? Did, I mean, a lot of people thought Calgary would be in the mix for the Western Conference. Based champion. on talent, well, I certainly did. They should be. Wow. I don't know what they're going to do there, but they got to be running out of patience. Everybody's calling for the coaches. Vancouver head. win. New Jersey win. Vegas win. Calgary win. Chicago win. St. Louis overtime loss. So let's look at their record against teams that are playoff worthy. Um, overtime loss to St. Louis. We'll count it as a loss because yep. that's what it would be in the playoffs. Vegas win. Yep. New Jersey win. Two and one. Uh, Washington lost two and two St. Louis win. So they are three and three against playoff teams Mm -hmm. and basically undefeated against the garbage. Right. Right. So, uh, that's better than I thought it was going to be 500. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, that's respectable. I think most teams would be 500. Now, can they finish 500 or higher against five of the better teams they've seen in the last month? These last five games. Are they going to go to Nashville and Vegas and win? I mean, Nashville's a tall order. They're the best team in the NHL. But isn't this a chance to make a little bit of a statement? Because if you're the Sharks, you're probably more amped up for this than Nashville, who, you know, I think is comfortably the top seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, they're five five points out. They're they're not going to get caught unless they completely stop winning. Right. They've already clinched the playoff spot. Um, you know, but Winnipeg's won six in a row, so Nashville probably hears them. I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas. I just think if you've got one team that's maybe a little bit more keyed up, it might right. be the Sharks because, yeah. you know, I think they know. But the Sharks have a seven-point cushion. That's true, but they haven't been playing like they're relaxed. Because Nashville's been a little win-lossy, win-lossy right now. I mean, they've kind of been trading things off and on since their win streak. So, And then, you know, I mean, if the Sharks are... are if they win in Nashville and they find themselves three points behind Vegas for the top position in the Pacific, that game in Vegas is for the Pacific Division title. Right. Right? So that game could mean a lot this weekend. Uh, when is that game, dude? Uh, that game is on Saturday. Saturday, the night before Easter, dude. So um could be an exciting matchup. I'm looking forward to watching it anyways just because I think Vegas definitely – they haven't been bad in the last six weeks, but they haven't been good either. And they've lost some games at home. They actually lost three in a row at one point right. where they seem to be unbeatable. And this Vegas flu, right, dude? Yeah. That's not going to work in the playoffs. 
No, I, I think it's a it's a different kind of thing when you're in a in a playoff position, and I'm sure everybody you know they're the story of this NHL season without a doubt. Sure, and they deserve to be. Yes, absolutely. I you know I got into a, a bit of a, an online discussion with somebody. Online discussion, I yeah. like that's very p uh, very PC for you. Jim. Well, no, actually, it was a, a very civil discussion about Vegas, and and uh, I was just lo- I was actually looking deep into the you know how Vegas has done this year, and you look at their top five players, with sort of the exception of David Perron, who's kind of performing as he has the last few seasons, but every other person, top player in their in the on their team has had this crazy outside jump in performance this past year. You look right. at March or so, William Carlson. I mean, William Carlson had six goals last year. This year right. he has 40. I mean, right. you don't see that kind of stuff really ever. Flurry has, like, I looked up Flurry. His even strength save percentage has jumped by 20 points this season. I mean, right. that's as big of a jump as Carlson scoring 40 instead of six. So they've had this, you know, Eric Halla is going to have right. 20 goals. I mean, Right. Who care? You know, no one cared about Eric Halla twelve months. You could have got him for free. You could have got him. You could have gotten any of these guys for free a year right. ago. So, not that Vegas doesn't deserve credit because they absolutely do. But I'm not necessarily so certain that George McPhee is some sort of genius because remember he had the best goal scorer of his generation and he couldn't make it to the conference finals. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been talking about this for most of the season that I I actually think this was the worst thing that could happen to them. You're kind of right because they. Now they, they're now everyone's going to expect them to make the playoffs. They're stuck, yeah. and they had they had acquired all of these tradable assets, guys who were, have expiring contracts that they either now ha- had to feel compelled to resign, right, mm-hmm. or you're in a spot where you know you probably wanted to trade David Perron or trade James Neal. What are you going to do? You're going to give those guys you know, five years, $30 million to keep the band back together and then realize that you're actually a fifth place team. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm still not a believer. I think it's a great story. I think they will lose in the first round of the playoffs unless they're playing Colorado. Right. I think that if they draw the Kings, the Ducks, or the Blues, I think they'll be out. I think they could they could keep the magic for a round, probably not two. I think next year they're going to look like the Oilers do this year. Because remember, right. the Oilers last year was like, World yeah. beaters. Connor McDavid is the greatest player in the history of hockey. They, you know, beat the Sharks in the first round. Right. And, you know, very respectable performance, all things considered. And this year, they just take a huge dump. I mean, that could be Vegas next year. Sure. I mean, they, they, and that team is certainly more set up with a higher level, higher caliber, caliber of, of player. player. They have done a, an, a horrible job of creating a supporting cast for them. Like, there's, you know, I think. Uh, McClellan and Chiarelli have not done a good job. Like, I mean, I, I liked initially what they did, but Taylor Hall for Adam Larson is just looking like the biggest, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Alpo dog food trade. I mean, what a terrible Taylor Hall could be an MVP. Right. I mean, and so you gave that guy up for, you know, Adam Larson, who's, you know... He's got 12 he's, points. Sure. I, and he's a plus 12. I mean, the guy is... Uh, he's a good player. Yeah, he's... He's not Taylor Hall. Yeah. He's like, you know, Vlasic's third cousin removed. <laughs> <laughs> he's just... He's that kind of player. He's just not as good. I'm not saying he's not a good player. It's right. not fair to him that he was traded for Taylor Hall. Right? Right. Because that's not a fair trade. No. Like, that's not even close. And I think that they just 
they picked the wrong path on choose your own adventure here. Like they just, they didn't do the right thing in terms of building a team around Connor McDavid. They're, they might be in the same spot with Connor McDavid that they were in with Taylor Hall. Yeah, that's true. Hey, we had this great player who for five years we just sucked around. Right. And eventually we had to give him away for Dylan DeMello. <laughs> <laughs> Are you proposing a trade? Crazy trade? I only in five years. Okay. <laughs> Crazy dude, dude, dude. Well, um, sharks are in a good spot and it's exciting. And uh, I'd be lying if I said I thought that I'd be this optimistic yeah. heading into the playoffs. I thought well, the sharks were going to be a bubble team. And now we're talking about them winning around and maybe even having a path to the Western Conference final. Sure. I think the path is there. I really do. I think the path is there. Now, let's talk quickly about Joe Thornton, dude. I mean, with, with everything that's happened in the last week, Joe has skated, right? Yep. yep. Uh, where are you in terms of what your expectations are in terms of Joe's involvement this year? I don't have any expectation that Joe Thornton will regain his form to be able to participate in a game this season. Maybe if the Sharks made the Stanley Cup final, we might see Joe Thornton. Um, it seems like he has a slightly different attitude than he did uh, two years ago. Hmm. which is, I need to play, I need to get in the game. You know, that's when he hurt the other knee. And it sounds like he's making a different set of noises this time, which is, I need to be healthy to get back into the lineup, right? Um, and certainly, I think the last nine games has shown that we don't necessarily have to have Joe Thornton in the lineup to win games, right? I mean, that's sort of been the lesson that has been learned. Uh, Joe Thornton is a very productive player for the Sharks and will be if he comes back. But both for the Sharks' offensive health and for his own personal health, I don't want him in the lineup unless he's 100%. And I think some people estimated he was 50 to 60% when he played on that bad knee. And I just don't want that to happen. I think that should not happen. Sharks shouldn't let him get into the lineup in that situation. In fact, the Sharks should... Even if he's like, no, I can make it... We tape it up. You shoot me full of right. steroids or painkillers or both or whatever. And and the coach says, you know what? Why don't you just keep sitting? I think that there's a different tone this year, right? I think last year there was certainly a, a, a more of a sense of the the we're at the final ten words of the book. Right, right? we're at the end of this. We're at the yeah. end of this chapter. Right, I think right. everyone could feel it. The Marlo Thornton era was going to end. And he felt compelled to be out there to give them the best chance possible to win a Stanley Cup in what was going to be their final kick at the can. Right. Right? Whereas this year, I don't think anybody expected that the Sharks were going to be necessarily in the position that they're in, which is, you know, for me... At this moment, the odds-on favorite to win the Pacific Division, to come out of it. I, if I was in Vegas, I would bet on them right. to come out of the Pacific. I don't believe in Vegas. And, you know, either L.A. or Anaheim is going to have to draw the Preds. They won't even be in our bracket. And I like the Sharks against either the Ducks or the Kings. I like their chances. So, and, and they've got a shot. And I think he can see that they can, this group, they don't need him to come back right now. That's right. Right? That's right. Whereas last year, 
I think they knew him. they knew that emotionally and for his skill, they needed him out there. This is a little different. You're right. It's, I was looking up Pat Patrick Marlowe's stats. He's got 24 goals, 19 assists, 43 points. Yeah, respectable. Per, very respectable year for sure, Patrick Marlowe. Dude, uh, respectable year. I think when you look and see that LeBanc has 39 points, you can see that he replaced him, essentially. Right, right. right. Um, maybe not in goal scoring number for number, but in terms of skill. You know, th- th- but if you, if you had the choice, I mean, we could not have probably gotten Evander Kane if Patrick Marlowe was still in the lineup. That's correct. And I'm, Doug Wilson played this correctly. I mean, he took a risk. Yeah. And um, whatever formula he had in his mind, it's played out well. And I think that I mean, we've talked about that. Uh, I think his plan is to add two skill players to this lineup for next year. One of them is Evander Kane. And I think he's going to take a major swing at Tavares or JVR. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't get one of those guys, then he'll take a swing at a Perron or a James Neal or a guy like that, right? Yep. And if you can add another, you add JVR to this team, dude. He's got thirty-five. He's goals. only got thirty-five goals, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. If you're if you're the Sharks, you go okay. Were you going to give JVR six years, forty-two million? Hell yeah. You know what I would? Yeah. Sure, he's not yeah. that old. No. You if you if you spend eighty million dollars or ninety million dollars on Kane and JVR, two players in their late twenties, right? Mm-hmm. And have them around for six years when they're just regularly scoring thirty goals. That's yes, good. please. Yeah. Right. Yes, okay. please. And the Sharks have the money to do it. They've put themselves in the position to do it. If they keep Kane and add JVR, because I don't think Tavares is realistic, right? No. But if they do, they're the Pacific Division favorite. Yeah. They are. I mean, because they're we know they're set on the blue line. Yep. Yep. So Dude, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know, dude, but we're still but in that's the regular season. That's what we're supposed to do. I know. That's we're true. we're here to speculate. This that's what people want. And people love do. it when we're wrong, right? <laughs> Especially when you're wrong. Well, that people happens a lot. People love it when you're wrong. That happens a lot more. Dude, uh, things are looking good. Sharks play tomorrow night in Nashville. Hopefully they will not end the season. I don't want an embarrassment, right? There was that seven to one embarrassment. It's not going to happen. I don't think I don't that want that, that. That will not happen. I think the way they're playing, they're playing uh, the best hockey they've played all year. They're very confident. I'm not asking, even asking for a point. I just want the Sharks to be competitive in that game. I think they, they weren't. Before. I think that they could win this game. I think that they've got, they've got more going on right now than Nashville. I think that Nashville could be, you might even see them resting people at this point. You know what I mean? We'll just have to see. It could happen. Dude, down the stretch, heading into the playoffs. It's a fun time to be a Dude, Sharks fan. So we'll be back after uh, the regular season is over. Yep. And we will do a full playoff preview. If you had to guess right now, Crystal Ball, who are the Sharks playing in the first round? Sharks playing the Kings in the first round. Okay. All right. I feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Dude, yeah. A little bit. That that's what's going to happen. And you know what? I'm grinning. <laughs> I want it. Uh, good. I'm glad. I want them because I I hate the Ducks. I really hate the Kings. Yeah. And I really hate the fact that Dustin Brown is their second leading scorer. Oh, yeah. I, I really, don't like really him. Drew dislike Doughty I can like I can handle Drew Doughty. Dude, he's a dingleberry. Because he's a little tubby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really dislike Dustin Brown. Yeah, I don't like any of them. <laughs> Dude, go Sharks. Go Sharks.
show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.